You are listening to episode number 25 of the Mom Aligned podcast. I do want to add a quick little side note to this episode. If you do have kids listening with you, I would really encourage you to not listen to this episode while they are in the room because we are going to discuss some things that I don't want to ruin for them. So please, if you have kids in the room, remove them or listen to this at a later stage. Welcome to the Mom Aligned Podcast. I'm your host, Ilanka, and I am so excited you're here. Like me, you can also tell how smart others are by what they laugh at. You are a wild card, badass, I'm here to make a difference, mom and entrepreneur, and you want to have it all. You get that life is short, that being alive is a gift, and that half-assing it is not an option anymore. But your brain can also be a total psycho at times. This podcast is where you will learn the tools and strategies to win the mind game, take bold, courageous action, and empower yourself to live aligned. Achieve things you thought were impossible in your business and be the kind of woman who makes others want to step up their game. Because you know when you win, everyone wins. Now is the time, my friend. If you're ready to pay bigger in business and show up fully in this messy yet beautiful life that is yours, then let's go. Hey mama, welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. I had a really exciting week. Reese actually lost her first milk tooth. Now, it's really funny because both my other children, Luke and Quinn, they were deathly afraid of pulling this tooth, right? We had to literally leave it so that it could fall out on its own. Nobody was allowed to touch it or try to pull it out. And they literally left it inside their mouths until it was like hanging on a little slither of skin, right? Reese, on the other hand, wasn't like that. She was so excited to get this tooth out and to put it under the pillow for her tooth fairy to come and to get it, right? And to leave her some money. Now, again, I'm going to remind you, if you do have children with you listening to this episode, I would really encourage you to not have them in the room right now because I don't want to spoil this for them. Okay, so hopefully you heard that and they're not with you and we can, we can continue. So Reese's belief in the tooth fairy really got me thinking like about how much belief she had. And she had so much belief that she was convinced this tooth fairy is going to come it's going to come from the land of fairies and magic to get her tooth while she's sleeping and she's going to fly underneath her pillow and remove it without disrupting her or waking her up now think for a minute about the level of belief our kids have right there's no doubt no consideration for what's logical what's possible it's just pure unstoppable exciting belief in fact her belief is so absolute that it's actually become quite of a knowing right knowing it's going to happen it's almost like it's this energy of it's done right so i actually fell asleep that night the night she pulled her tooth without writing the little letter because we typically do this we, we write a letter from the tooth fairy or or the little mouse depending on which of the kids it is and we put it with the with like the money in the shoe or under the pillow right and i actually forgot because we had so much going on and you know i i suppose i can 
make a long list of excuses, but I forgot. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the only thing, right? I forgot to write this letter. And so I woke up that next morning and I realized, oh shoot, I didn't actually write the letter from the tooth fairy. Before my alarm went off, Reese, at some point during the night, she got into our bed. I don't know if she was scared or just cold or whatever, whatever the reason was, but she got into our bed. So she was sleeping next to me and I woke up and I was like, okay, I have to quickly get up and go write this later. But before I could get up, she literally woke up, bolted out of the bed and ran to her room. And my heart sank because I realized that I was about to ruin the magic for her. Now, for those moms listening who can relate, I'm pretty sure you feel me on this. And so I heard her running into the kitchen to show her dad what she found. And at that point, I don't, I don't really know whether I was like scared or just relieved. I don't know what was going on, but I realized, okay, my husband actually did the letter. So we're all good. And she was so excited. She ran to her dad in the, ki- in the kitchen and she showed him this letter and the money that she got. She ran back to me and she was like, mom, read this letter. The tooth fairy le- left me a letter. Now, I wish you guys could see the smile on her face and that sweet little gap that is now in her mouth, a sign that my little baby is growing up and the realization that I want her to keep believing in magic, to keep that unshakable belief that amazing things can happen if we believe it. Now, you might be thinking, okay, but the tooth fairy doesn't really exist. And we all know that it's simply a matter of time before we realize that it's our parents who will buy us the Christmas presents and <laughs> that the festive season accounts for over a trillion dollars being spent all around the globe. Now, what's interesting about the tooth fairy in a little side note is that the Delta Dental Insurance Group have actually been tracking the average tooth fairy rewards since 1998, and they have compared their results to the stock market activity. And what they found has been really interesting to me. They found that in the, in the last 17 years, the trends of the tooth fairy payouts have correlated to movement in the S&P 500, which is just insane. So there's a lot of money in this belief, right? Now, you might also be saying that, okay, I could pull all of my teeth tonight and believe like a mother that I will have a ton of cash under my pillow tomorrow morning. But we also know that we'll wake up with a mouth with no teeth and also no cash under the pillow, right? I hear you. But what's important here is that Reese had this absolute belief in something that doesn't actually exist. It's not about the belief in something that doesn't exist. It's about her belief in this idea, this concept, and how that belief is making her feel, how it's affecting her emotions, how it's affecting her being. The effect of believing in the tooth fairy actually promotes healthier teeth all around the world, which is an interesting t- statistics when you read up about the tooth fairy. Like there's so much to learn about this, <laughs> about this chick. I'm assuming it's a girl and not a man. I'm not sure. But anyway... I mean, the same is true for Reese, right? She believes the tooth fairy is going to come and get her teeth to build like this tooth castle or whatever she does with it. And she knows that shinier teeth bring in more cash. So she is brushing those pearly whites, right? Now, the thing is, at some point, we stopped believing in magic. We stopped believing that the impossible could happen. We stopped seeing the little miracles. And we slowly chip away at our expectation that something great is coming, that something exciting is about to happen. 
and we think we don't believe. But have you ever considered how much belief you place in negative outcomes that also in all likelihood may not ever happen? We're still using the power of belief. The only difference is that we've shifted our attention to believing in things that we don't want. We believe things like this won't work. It's hard to make money. It's hard to get new clients for my business. That's a ridiculous dream. This will never happen. That's not possible for me. Now, I want to ask you, how much of that small kid belief in magic energy are you pumping into your limitations? How many of these limiting beliefs have become a kind of knowing for you that you believe so hard in it that you think it is truth, that it is fact? And more importantly, how is this making you feel? Because our quality of life is literally determined by the emotions we spend most of our time in. So this is an important question to consider for yourself. Have you ever considered where your desires come from? Why you want things? Now, if you haven't, I'm going to give it to you. Our desires are like seeds. And as long as there is contrast in this world, a difference, a gap between where we are and where we want to be, we will desire more. It's natural. It's part of the human condition. And it's awesome, right? But because of life and past experiences and the fact that we have forgotten how to believe in magic and expect something magical to happen, we have convinced ourselves that it isn't real, that the good isn't real, that it's a sheer act of luck, right? Our limitations, what we don't want, the self-doubt, the fear, that also isn't actually real, right? It might feel very real. But we both know that it's a mental construct and we can just as easily decide to believe in the opposite, the magic, if we choose to do so. So my question and takeaway for you this week is, will you believe in what is possible or what isn't? It's a choice, my friend, and it is an important choice because it will determine how you feel and ultimately what you get what you pull into your world, and it's going to determine what you experience and, more importantly, the quality of your life. So what are you going to choose to believe in this week? I have created a little free resource for you to help you build that belief muscle. It is 52 empowering beliefs for mom entrepreneurs, and you can download it in the link in the show notes. So definitely head over there and start building that belief muscle. All right, mama, I love you. I hope you have an amazing week. I'll chat to you again next week.